What's up, what's happening? Welcome to episode 12 of the Yankshaft F1 podcast. Group of American dudes who like watching other dudes drive really, really fast. Joining me as always from an undisclosed location in the Midwest, we've got Ian. What's up, everybody? And from the nation's capital, we've got Johnny Gomes. What's up, what's happening indeed? All right, so finally got some clarification. Um, This was the Styrian Grand Prix, and this next weekend is the Austrian Grand Prix. Last year, it was flip-flopped. It was Austrian Grand Prix first, and then the Styrian Grand Prix. Um, But either way... Not the most exciting race. This, uh, to me, felt a lot like um, a Mercedes race from last year, where they just the car was better, and as long as they didn't make any mistakes, no one else really had a shot. And that's it. I mean, when Lewis Hamilton can't really even get close to you, I think that the the car is just significantly better, and there's not really much else that that you can do. Do you guys have any other kind of big takeaways from this? Yeah, I mean, not the most not the most exciting race um, we have we've seen this year. Um, I also think that one of the reasons why this wasn't this, that quote of an exciting race is because that we have had so many just amazingly good races this year. Um, years past, I think we would have been okay with maybe a couple crashes and you know a, a last minute you know is Checo going to pass Bottas? So I don't think it was it wasn't a, it wasn't the best race this season, but I, I don't think it's going to be one where I was I wasn't falling asleep during it. Let's put it that way. Yeah, certainly not not the race of the season by any means, but um, there was definitely a lot in there for, for us to break down. Uh, some good midfield battles, um, nice li- nice little tight race for the podium there at the end. Um, yeah, and um, considering they're racing at the same track next week, it's probably going to be a lot more of the same. So, Yeah, I'm kind of afraid of that. I'm hoping that maybe some teams can make some adjustments or, or at the very least that we get some some significantly different weather um, even, you know, even if it's just a lot cooler, um, you know, we saw how that can affect the tires in France. So just kind of hoping for some sort of change up there. Not really a big shakeup in terms of the constructors because, uh, Red Bull extended their lead by three points, I think, because they finished one and four and Mercedes finished two and three, uh, Max Verstappen extended his lead over Lewis Hamilton. It is now an 18 point lead. Um, after Hamilton was able to come on and snag, snag fastest lap there. I mean, the Red Bulls looked so much better that in in my head, I want to be the hot take king and come out here this week and say, it's over. This is Red Bull season. They're going to win the championship. But it's 18 points and it's Lewis Hamilton. Like this could all be undone in one race if Max has to retire and Lewis is able to win. It's all gone. No, you're right. Um, On the flip side of that, though, is that whenever Max won by, I don't know what what it ended up being, it was, what, 30 seconds? that's insane. Like we just haven't seen that Red Bull wants to win. They want to win. Now their car is fast. I mean, you had Hamilton on the radio saying that, look, like I can't catch them on straightaways. And when the weather's nice and you've got straightaways, we always say about Mercedes where, you know, get them in open air. Um, they're impossible to catch. And right now that's Red Bull when Red Bull looks real dominant and going back to this track next week or this week, I good, good luck to anybody. that's not Red Bull. Yeah, another another race and um, another week where Red Bull just look absolutely dominant, like you said, Ian, and it's starting to become more and more of a trend. Um, Max Verstappen looks like the fastest kid alive right now. Like, no one's coming even close to him. It's insane. I mean, Lewis Hamilton's slipping out his rear end trying to trying to bomb corners to catch up with him. Like, that's, that's crazy. We haven't seen that in, in forever. But Curtis, you alluded to it. One one race could change this this whole thing up. I mean, Lewis, it's Lewis Hamilton, and he's only eighteen points back. So um, it'll be interesting to see where things go from here. Yeah, when when you know 
when Red Bull had their big mistake and, well, you know, mistake where uh, Verstappen crashed out in Baku, we saw Hamilton also make a mistake and fall out of the points. Like, their mistakes have kind of seemed to coincide. So it's like they're still kind of all finishing in the top five every week. So, I mean, if we just go, you know, Max one and then Hamilton and Bottas three most weeks, like, and Hamilton stealing a win every now and then, like, that'll be enough as long as they can they can pull out the occasional victory. Also worth noting, Valtteri Bottas and his nonsense in the pit lanes, um, trying to kill those mechanics over there at McLaren, um, dropped him down from second to fifth at the start of the race, and he still managed to uh, to pull out third place, but can't help but think that, uh, you know, it was a nice bounce back week for him, but he could have been more of a factor up there, maybe, you know, helping Mercedes uh, get a different strategy or just kind of, you know, screw with Max a little bit up at the top, but... Alas, we will wait one more week for the uh, the true Bottas bounce back. I think, was, I think we're just counting on the days now for um, him to leave Mercedes. I, I think he's kind of like, you know what? I'm booked into maybe third or fourth, depending on what Checos wants to do every week. And uh, I'm going to ride this out until George Russell takes my spot. And we're going to go from there. So that's kind of what I feel like Baltimore Bottas has that. I don't know what he's going to do after this season, but... I think this was one of those. I, there's no way he's coming back to Mercedes next season. There's just no, it's not happening. Yeah, it's not looking too great for Valtteri. I mean, he's currently sitting behind Lando Norris in the driver standings. You know, that's completely unacceptable for for a Mercedes. Closing the gap at, though at this point. I mean, it's a tw- Lando's got a 12 point lead on him, and he's been far more consistent than than Bottas has been this season. Like, I mean, Lando's finishing in fifth every week, and and for all we know, Bottas could get stuck at an airport or a sauna for something <laughs> somewhere before the next race. So. Yeah, he, we, we got to see uh, a little bit more out of him, I think. Big brain here. Uh, Toto Wolf causing George Russell's issues, forcing him to retire to keep the drama between the Bottas and George Russell conversation going. That George Russell thing was ridiculous, man. He was running in eighth place, you know, Williams looking good, looking fast. There were some cars held up behind him. I believe it was Alonzo was holding. I could be wrong there, but there were some cars that were definitely held back. And he was great, and he was going to kill. And he was about halfway through the race. I was like, all right, this is it. This is when he gets those points with Williams. And then just, I'm not even, I don't know if it was a card issue, if he picked something up on the track, if there was something that got happened during a pit stop, but just, just, Man's got the worst luck. It's yeah. just—it's incredible how much bad luck one guy can have, and that's all. And it's all they made him. Was. They made him pit twice in the same lap for, and they told him when he came in. I listened to the radio. It's going to be a long stop. We got to fix this reliability issue. So he sits there, and then he comes back out, and then they say, "You got a box again. Sorry," and then bring it back in. We're retiring the car. Um, and then last week was uh, George Russell finishing 12th when there were no retirements in the race, like which never happens. So he has just had such a like, how does he not have a point through these last two weeks? Is it's, it's incredible, incredible. it's incredible, doesn't have a point. And I really want him just to get one before he leaves Williams. I mean, he's gonna go to Mercedes and he's gonna have a bunch of success. And I'm probably gonna get sick and tired of seeing him win with Mercedes, but I want to see him 
do something with Williams. I want to see him get a 10th or a ninth or, you know, an eighth place finish would be just incredible and see Williams go nuts. Man, if they one team that deserves this Williams. Yeah. Whatever, whatever's been going on over there with that team has definitely got to be frustrating for, for George Russell and he deserves so much better to be honest. And uh, yeah, Toto Wolf better, better wise up and give him a shot or I'm sure some, some other team or someone else will. So. Oh yeah. I mean, he's had a great attitude about it, though. Like, even on, on team radio, when they told him he had to retire the car, he was like, that's all right. Well, you know, we'll go back and, and get those points next week. And they're like, no problem. I'm like, how? What? We're all, like, the internet is livid right now for you, George. Like, And he just seems to roll with the punches. Um, another, uh, another guy who got, you know, unfortunately knocked out of the race, the only other DNF was uh, Pierre Gasly at the hands of Charles Leclerc. I, let's just let's just get into Ferrari here. I think they they kind of deserve it. What a what a weird week. Carlos Sainz starts twelfth and makes his way up into sixth. Charles Leclerc starts seventh but drops all the way back after crashing into Pierre Gasly in lap one and then climbs climbs his way all the way back and finishes right where he started. Somehow earned himself driver of the day, but you know that's a discussion for another time. But like Ferrari pulled out a sixth and seventh and ended up uh, making up four points on McLaren this week due to the unfortunate circumstances surrounding uh, uh, Daniel Ricciardo. So I guess I guess I'll just kind of lump lump McLaren in here too. What's uh, how are we feeling about that that best of the rest battle? I'll say one thing is that and this is kind of off topic, but if Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes are not having the normalized success of winning every single race of blowing everybody out. Um, if you are a McLaren fan and if you are a Pierre Gasly fan, which certain people on this podcast may or may not be, is Charles Leclerc the baddie now? Like, I mean, is he kind of public enemy number one? Like, are we like, are we moving past the Lewis Hamilton kind of the hate and we're kind of passing on to Charles Leclerc? I mean, he was, he caused an accident. He was all over the place. He somehow got driver of the day. Like, what is that? And I mean, I still have nothing. I, I still like Carlos Sainz, but uh, Charles Leclerc might. He's he's slowly becoming, at the very least, one of the most controversial drivers yeah. on the on the grid. Because he's always been a little bit reckless. He's always kind of taken it a little bit too far, got himself in some sticky situations that were clearly avoidable. I mean, even mm -hmm. going back to last year, I think it was at uh, in Bahrain where he crashed into Checo. Like, he just, he's always kind of seemed to get away with it. He's got, he's the golden boy. Like, yeah. you know, the prodigy. Yeah. Everyone like, knows I mean, he's talented. So we kind of let it slide. Like, he just crashed and he just blatantly caused a wreck with Gasly. There's no, nobody looks into it. He nobody. had no reason to be, be outside of him there. I'm Completely like, what was he doing? Just mindlessly he, drifted into his team. He took that corner three wide with, with uh, Gasly and Alonzo. I mean, that's absolutely absurd. And then Gasly ping pongs off like four different cars after his, his left gets punctured. It's crazy. He was holding the steering wheel like 40 degrees to the left and to trying to go straight after the puncture and everyone's just bouncing off him. Like Charles Leclerc, like, like caused absolute chaos at the back of the the back of the field there. I mean, if that would have been Stroll or Ocon or Sonoda or Gasly or anybody else, Mazepin. Oh God, don't even get me started. But anybody else would have caused those issues. They would have been roasted for it. And because it was a Claire, everyone's like, oh yeah, whatever. Like, and he gets driver of the day. Like, it's how day. quickly we forget. So I don't. Yeah, that's. That, that that's my take on it like i don't know like yeah interesting day for ferrari to say the least um 
I wish Danny Ricardo was, 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 was able to do a little bit more, you know, uh, he, he looked like he was starting to finally warm up to that, to that car and things were going good for him. And then all of a sudden it just drops out from under him because I think if, if he were a little more competitive, more consistently than, than I could confidently say that McLaren's ahead of Ferrari, but, um, Ferrari somehow always seems to, to finish right there, fifth, sixth, seventh, and get their points where McLaren's crucially missing out on, on those secondary points from, from Danny Rick. Cause yeah, we all know what Lando's capable of. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's kind of hard to say because Ferrari, like Ferrari at Paul Ricard in France, like we saw what the temperatures did to their tires. Like that car was not competitive at all. So it's hard to put that on the drivers. Um, Leclerc has been, you know, doing basically as good of a job as he could. He, well, you know, wasn't able to race in Monaco after grabbing pole. Like he's been doing really well. Norris has been doing slightly better and Norris has been basically perfect this entire season. And Carlos Sainz has been very solid. So it's, it's kind of hard to say, like, is, is Lando, is the McLaren basically even with the Ferrari and Lando's out dueling Leclerc is the McLaren significantly better than the Ferrari, in which case, Daniel Ricardo's struggles are even more egregious and, and yeah. they cause even more question marks. Like it's, a, it's just such an interesting battle that they've got going on there. They never really both seem to be on, on the same weeks and just week to week. This is, I find myself coming back to this, this best of the rest battle. Yeah, exactly. No. And I think that's, that's something to where that, you know, McCurry's make a good point where it's like, I think these cars might be a lot more even than what we think. And I think probably the driver order is, I think Lando is better than Leclerc is. Leclerc is obviously better than Sainz. And right now Sainz is better than Ricardo. And that's kind of the reason why the teams are so close. And had Norris not been just this model of consistency for fifth place where, I mean, they want him to finish fifth. And he has finished basically fifth, fourth, fifth every single race. Um, you know, McLaren wouldn't be leading Ferrari right now. So I think if you're... If you're a McLaren fan or a Ferrari fan, you you know what's going on. I, I want to see Ricardo do better. I want to see Norris get a podium. It's not going to happen. And then I want to see Charles Leclerc be held accountable for his actions. And Carl Sainz, you, you, just, you just keep doing you, bud. Yeah, I mean, it, unfortunate for Ricardo that he he lost power there um, after climbing his way up into ninth place. It looked like it could have been a, a really good week for him. Because if you look at these results and you say, oh, Norris fifth, Sign six, Leclerc seventh, and then Ricardo 13th. Like he's holding McLaren back. And that's been largely true for most of this season. But this yeah. week was kind of different. So it's hard not to fall into that same narrative and just kind of keep pushing that it's Ricardo's fault. This week wasn't really his fault, but who knows? Maybe he maybe he would have screwed around and finished 13th anyway, even if he didn't lose power. Is, like it's, is, we don't know. Yeah, his qualifying wasn't great. So I, I don't, even if he didn't have any other issues, I don't see him finish. He wasn't going to, he was finishing eighth at best this week. And I think, you know, finishing 13th is kind of where with problems in that car is about the, about the best you can do. Yep. I agree. That's, um, that's kind of all I have as far yeah. as that race goes. I mean, do we have any other talking points we want to get to here? I, I feel ridiculous moving on so quickly, but I, there's just, no one else really did anything. Stroll started ninth, finished eighth. Alonso f started eighth, finished ninth. Sonoda eleven to ten. Are we you gonna know, Vettel ten to twelve? Are we gonna snub the Iceman? Iceman isn't gonna get. Oh, I was well. I was gonna. I was rushing along to my driver. Yeah, like driver of the day. Yeah. I was rushing yeah. along to driver of the day. That's where. That's where. It's the perfect foray into into driver of the day. Here we go. Exactly. That's that. That was that was my purpose there. If we didn't have any other points. Uh, who we got for driver of the day? I will, I will start it off and I'm going to give it to, to, I mean, obviously Max Verstappen is, you know, had a damn near perfect race. Um, 
But in the, you know, in the interest of, of uh, creating some, some interesting conversation here, I'm going to give it to the Iceman. Kimi Raikkonen started 18th, finished 11th. This man is just bookmarked for 11th place every week, and I am here for it. I'm going to keep betting Raikkonen top 10 every week. We'll see how it shakes out. Who you, who you guys got? Yeah, like you said, I think uh, <laughs> it's hard not to say Max Verstappen as a driver of the day. Um, but God, yeah, it's so boring. I'm going to go with Kimi as well. I think that I know it's stealing your thunder, but maybe starting eighth, ending up 11th, that was fantastic. I don't want to give it to Verstappen. I've got nobody else really in the top 10 that I was that impressed with. So why not? Kimi Raikkonen, driver of the day. I'm not really sure who the driver of the day is this week. But I know for a fact it is not Charles Leclerc. Yes, I will second that. It is uh, the guy in the Ferrari hat. It was not Charles Leclerc. <laughs> yeah, so I, I too, I want to give it to Max. I mean, the guy's out here peacocking around. He's he's coming to a damn near complete stop right before the finish line and and ripping burnouts, celebrating with his crew. I mean, that's <laughs> that's like Jordan in his prime stuff. Um, but, but yeah, there's definitely some, some ancillary driver of the day awards to give out. Kimmy definitely deserves one and, and to turn a heel on you guys, I, I kind of want to give one to Leclerc <laughs> as friendly up here, Gasly podcast as this is, he did have a disastrous start and, and had 11 overtakes on his way, uh, up into the points in a seventh place as yeah. reckless as he might've been as, at times. Um, I, I mean, dude, after lap 40, like you could pretty much just keep your camera on Charles Leclerc for the rest of the yeah, race. Cause it was, yeah, it was, was fun watching him battle back up into seventh. He was pa- passing Alonzo Vettel, Raikkonen. So no, like it was, it was, it was, it was fun to watch. I'll, I'll give him that. I want to say one of the highlights for me this week was the picture. And this isn't, has nothing to even do with the race. Um, but I believe it was the Red Bull account. Is it the Red Bull or the Alphatari account? I don't remember which one. It was a Red Bull account. Tweeted out a, an amazing picture of, of Checo, Verstappen, Yuki, and Gasly all in, I think they're Lederhosen. 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 The fact that Checo, Checo looked amazing. Max had the, the goofiest looking smirk on his face. Gasly looks like he's about 10 feet tall. And Yuki looks like a small baby. Like, he looks like you put a baby, you gave a baby in a leaner hose and, and then said, go drive this car. It is the funniest, funniest thing. And you all should yeah. go check it out and look it, it up. It was like awesome. a, a child on vacation, and, there, and his parents made him go to this, you know, <laughs> Austrian leader hosen, you know, beer cheese museum and dress up for the picture. And he wanted no part of it whatsoever i mean just the fact that he wasn't smiling like the look on his face he looks terrified and it makes it he that did not much- understand all what was going on that looked, like a, looked like a tourist at a beer garden during <laughs> Oktoberfest. i mean yeah. it's it's certified yang shaft hilarious you guys don't yeah. check it out <laughs> that was absolutely incredible content and then the weird 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 meme they tweeted of uh of checo perez milking a cow um, and tried yeah. to make it into a joke about how he he makes his tires last so long, but it ended up just making it sound like he was edging this cow for like forty five <laughs> minutes. I, I I don't really have much more to say other than that. It's it was just a weird weird thing uh, for content. Man. I think the, the 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 cow picture came out before, correct? In the week earlier in the week, it was it was about the same time. I don't know. Because, it's, because it's I think there was a they somebody. Had, Somebody in the Red Bull department made a joke that was so bad and weird that that what could possibly just get everyone's attention off of this weird 
Checo milking a cow joke, and let's just put them all in hosen. Put Yuki on a and Child's yeah. later hosen. It's uh, Austria's <laughs> national pastime. Yeah, so that was a is a good. Is a, I will say the race itself, eh, but the content a plus, a plus, a plus content all week. Honestly, I there was there was some really 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 entertaining stuff that all the teams are doing on social media. Oh, I'm uh, loving it. new new pit stop rules coming into effect. You guys see that? Starting, I think they're they're starting it for the on the Hungarian GP, but they're trying to uh, slow down pit stops. Uh, I think I'm trying to get some more Red Bulls. Too, Red Bull pit stop is too fast. And yeah, he's got Red, Red Bull. Red Bull's averaging like two seconds of pit stop. And, like and under. They're they're it's under the 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 guys that it's like unsafe, and they just want more checks on the cars and stuff to to make sure. They're, Hell, let's let's know. make it make it any car. We want refueling back. Let's. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make that it would, interesting. The uh, the other big big rule change they announced that um how how the sprint qualifying is going to work. Um, so we're seeing it uh, first in uh, Silverstone, which I believe is the next race after uh, Austrian Grand Prix. The the quote from the FIA is we're going to have a real competition on Friday, traditional qualifying, a new competition on Saturday, sprint qualifying, and all of that should enhance the Grand Prix on Sunday. So it's ba- it's basically just qualifying. They're uh, they're still, I think, going to um, going to be handing out some points for that, um, which we'll look into when the time comes. But um, I don't know. How do you guys are you guys are you guys into this idea? I mean, we don't have to talk about it too much. You know, we'll we'll talk about it a lot more before Silverstone. But how do we feel about this this sprint qualifying? Because we missed it when the news dropped. You know, um, two months ago. I think it's a cool idea, but I'm just, I'm not a fan of. I like the race itself. I don't like a second race. Yeah, you don't want to take away from. I feel from like the you're Grand taking Prix. away from the Grand Prix, which I don't like. Because I think the the it's almost like if you had, it's like instead of playing a because I'm you know relate everything back to American sports. Instead of playing a best of three, like you would do a best of three and then a random home run derby that also just counted for one game. And I kind of see where that could be kind of cool for the fans. But personally, I, I don't know. I'm just not sold on it yet. And I like I like practice to be practiced, qualifying to be qualifying, and the Grand Prix to be the Grand Prix. So my the analogy I just thought of that and and correct me if this is ridiculous. I'm thinking more of it along the lines of like the new MLB like runner on second day or runner on starting on second and extra innings or the seven inning double headers where it's like yeah, it's kind of the same thing. Like this qualifying sprint race is going to be kind of a race and kind of qualifying, but it's not what traditional, it's not what we really want to see. And it's kind of the, the same with baseball. We're like a, the seven inning games and double headers. Like it's, we know it's, we know it's not a real game. So it just inherently, we don't like it as much, you know? Yeah. It just seems kind of gimmicky. I'm not, a, I'm also not. A, I'm kind of excited for it. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the first week. I'm excited yeah. because honestly, it's if nothing else, it's going to make Friday more exciting. And like right now, like I'm, I'm excited for FP one and FP two because it's gives me something to do on Friday when I'm almost the end of a work week and I'm like desperate, like it's almost the weekend. We got, you know, free practice too. I can dig into this and, you know, pretend to be working for a while. So I think in that respect, it's, it, it should be good that we're just kind of kind of making it a more exciting three days of, of, uh, of racing there. Yeah. Um, always got to see something new, but I'm just not somewhat sold on it. I need to watch from start to finish. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll, you know, maybe I'll get P converted, but 
I'm not the most purest of Formula One. I think change is good for the sport. And I think fan interaction is good. You don't want to get more followers, but I, I don't. I'm not a fan of this. All right, circling all the way back around now. Sorry for that that detour. Who we got for uh, for the wanker of the week? Because it was it was a tough one. Like nobody, like again, like Johnny said earlier, I kind of wanted to give Leclerc driver of the day and or my rock star of the day and wanker of the day. Like it, it just, I I don't really know who else to pick. I want to pick Daniel Ricardo if you just look at the result, but it really wasn't his fault. Um, so, I mean, Nikita Mazepin, like that's that's what I settled on. And I'm like, that's how you know it was, you know, that nobody really screwed up this week because I just look at what Nikita Mazepin did and say, yeah, no, wanker of the week right there. It's easy. I got one for you. Uh, Nicholas Latifi for finishing behind uh, Mick Schumacher when his uh, driving partners out here killing it in that same crappy car. And this guy. Yeah, can't seem not a good right. week. That is a race to forget for Nicholas Latifi. Luckily, his dad's worth billions. <laughs> yeah, wish it were me. Give me a, uh, give me Latifi as well. Um, they're really, I mean, as much as we're giving him trouble for, Leclerc did bounce back. So I can be pissed at him, but I'm not going to give him the wanker of the week award. So yeah, let's, anytime you lose to one of these hosses this year. <laughs> that's bad man and your teammate was in the points double uh so yeah that's nicholas latifi they should have secretly they should have found a way to like swap russell and latifi's cars in the middle of the race sneakily just get get george russell and nicholas just, uh, latifi's car let him continue the, let him continue the race and make latifi retire there's got to be there we need to get a talking about rule changes that could be good for the sport we need a rule like that in place if george russell's car breaks He's allowed to take Nicholas Latifi's and just start at the back of the grid and see what happens. If I'm sure he would have done better. You know, it's a good week for the race in the Yank Shaft pod, and we're talking about some weird driver switching car rule yeah. towards the end. <laughs> Look, guys, it was not the most exciting week. And and with that being said, we get to do it all again this weekend. So let's get into, into our predictions. Uh, give us, you know, a uh, uh, poll race winner and uh, and a hot take, because I have a feeling the, the, the poll and race – race winner takes are not going to be very hot no it's double max 100 percent um as as far as a hot take goes i think we're going to see checo finish second um i think red bull's really going to vibe up their car and they're going to be rock and roll and they got a boatload of momentum um hamilton's already i don't want to say scared but he knows how fast that car is so i'm going to go with the hot take of the week is max one checo two and Red Bull's points and instructors skyrocket. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. Yeah, I'm going with the double max as well. It's kind of hard not to at this point. Um, no reason not to. Um, and as far as a hot take, uh, it's either going to be a Pierre Gasly bounce back week or uh, maybe Lando Norris finally finishes above fifth place for once. So <laughs> we'll see how it shakes out. Oh man, are we all going double max? Max, max, super max, double max for the lads. It's just, I mean, that car just looks so much better. I could, I could see Hamilton potentially being able to to squeak out pole, especially you know, weird things happen in qualifying, um, just traffic, a lot of red flags this year, weather, etc. But man, just the the race pace. I just, unless something crazy happens or it rains, I just don't see anyone but Max being able to take this race. My hot take. I'm going Gasly top six, I think. Because yes. honestly, 
who knows how that car was going to do on this track we have genuinely no idea so i'm gonna i'm gonna say gasly top six because he looks strong in qualifying he's he's consistently finishing up there with the with the big boys and qualifying and then something just always seems to go, go wrong. what you got pray for rain this week pray for rain they said it on the broadcast those hungarian hills are so lush and green they don't get that way without a bunch of rain give me all the rain and then and we know who you know who does really well this chaos on the track pierre gasly give me all the rain and a great race for our boy pierre we're gonna a, a hamilton one gasly two finish that's that's russell, that's what we're russell all here russell three, russell yeah, three. Just, <laughs> don't, don't tease me the luscious rain of the hungarian hills all right that's, that's all we about. got we'll catch you guys next week for a, a recap of the austrian grand prix from the red bull ring follow us on twitter at Yankshaft F1. Follow me on Twitter at CBottoms underscore up. Um, Yankshaft Pod. Follow the Yankshaft Pod. Catch you later.